Hello and welcome to Resolve, an after play show. This is an after show for a role playing game that does not have an actual play, where we tell you all the details of our game so you don't have to listen to it. I'm Sammy, I'll be your host. My pronouns are she, her, and joining me today is my wonderful co host, Alex. Hi, I'm Alex, my pronouns are he, him. And for this special character introduction, we are joined by Zach. Hi, I'm Zach, my pronouns are he, him, and I will be introducing my character Tao, uh, the royalty-free virtual singer, whose pronouns <laughs> are they, them. Let's do a little meet and greet with you as a player before we talk about Tao in detail. So why don't you go ahead and tell us about your history with tabletop games, a little bit more about yourself in general. As far as tabletop games go, my first game that I played in was when uh, one of my dad's friends was missing for the game he was in when I was in like high school, and I just joined in using his character sheet. And one of the first things I said was like, hey, this guy has a bonus for using two different one-handed weapons, but he just has a single like great sword. And they were all like, yeah, you're better at playing this game than he is. <laughs> Uh, since then, I've played a lot of games. I've GM'd a couple of them, been through some White Wolf System games, D&D, of course, a few Apocalypse Engine games like uh, Interstitial that we're playing now, uh, Dungeon World, Fellowship, uh, I GM'd for, as well as the Sentinels Comics RPG I recently GM'd for. Yeah, I've, I've been all over the place in terms of role-playing games. All right, I should probably be the one to ask you this, because uh, what's your relationship to the group? How do you know everybody? Most of the group I met in college, <laughs> uh, including uh, my husband, Alex, who is also on this episode. Hello, Alex. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and uh, Sammy, we also met in college, as well as few of the other players, Dex and Carolyn, playing Athenos and Pony. All of us met in college. Uh, Dan running the game, I don't think I met till later through Sammy. D, I went to high school with. Known everyone here for a while, and it's fun to get to game with all of you, because for some of you, it's been a little while. Uh, D, the one I've known the longest, I've never actually gamed with, so this is fun. Yeah, and it's good to get that uh, like back and forth because you know, for a lot of us, this is our only social interaction as an adult now. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I have three role-playing games. Oh. <laughs> I'm in two right now, and I'm DMing one, and I want like more time. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm in two, but one of them has canceled every other week, so oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping this one will be a bit more consistent. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, but as regarding um, just tabletop games in general, what sort of drew you to that as the media for your entertainment slash creative outlet? I was a bit of a nerdy kid and it was a nerdy hobby. So that's always a plus. Just sort of the like, hey, this is a thing you should be into. But really, I, I think what drew me into it the most is just the space for creativity that you don't get in video games or things like that where you really can just do anything 
that's kind of what drew me into it uh, initially. But as we've gone on, I've grown to really appreciate sort of the the creativity and collaborative storytelling as well that can come out of a good role-playing game with other people. Now that we know you a bit better, how about we talk about Tao? Is Tao their full name? Uh, yes, Tao is their full name. They're heavily inspired by a video game called the Caligula Effect, where there are uh, other vocaloids that have a single Greek letter as their name, Mu being the main antagonist of the first game. Can you describe their appearance? Somewhat shorter androgynous figure, around five foot four, tan skin, bright flaming red hair, also sort of draconic in nature, because as we were developing these characters, it came up that a lot of the other people were furries, so <laughs> decided to lean into that, went with Dragon Boy Singer. It also has uh, red to black horns, uh, red wings, and a red uh, draconic tail. As far as uh, media influence, there's another important reason why their dragon transformation exists, right? Yes. Uh, it was also inspired by the game Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp FE. Sadly, most people know from the censorship controversy rather than having actually played it. It's a very good game, but Tiki, Dragon from Fire Emblem, is a vocaloid in that universe as well. And so I took some inspiration from that game in that world. Lovely. What is their personality like? A bit naive, I think, but always trying to be helpful. They really just want their friends to be happy and their loved ones to be happy, and then they'll be happy. And so they're a bit of a people pleaser, but also, like I said, a bit naive, maybe not completely understanding of etiquette or boundaries. <laughs> they mean well, for sure. Pretty much every interaction they have, they mean well, but they may not come off the best at times. <laughs> So what does your character's voice sound like? Can you say like a sentence or two in their voice? So I, I've been trying to pin down their voice. I think it's, Tao's voice is more like this, a little bit higher than my voice and also more stilted as they are a program that is meant to mimic the human voice, but listen to any Vocaloid songs, you will be able to tell that it is not completely natural <laughs> so you're, the playbook you're going with is the memory correct uh what made you yeah. select that playbook and what moves are you using at the start here so uh the memory is actually kind of the first thing that i thought up about tau is I wanted to see how I could create a character that fit with the idea of the memory of being powered by your relationships with other people and growing stronger or weaker based on how many of those you have. And uh, my first thoughts went back to the Caligula effect, where uh, Vocaloids are 
powered by the energy of their fans basically worshipping them. And so I decided to make a character based on that concept in Interstitial, and that fit well with the memory. As for which moves I have so far, um, as a memory, their basic move of um, my stats go up and down based on how many uh, links I have with other people, and I can lose those links if I roll badly. I also have a move called Never Forget, I believe, that allows me to hold on to some of those links with other people, even if I roll very badly. The last move I have is Make a Big Impression. As a virtual singer, Cal wants to make a big impression, wants to get a lot of fans. So that means that when I stop someone from doing something or when i help someone do something i can create a link with them uh interfere or limit break in terms of the game yeah the memory is kind of an interesting playbook in the fact that you know if you lose all your links your character dies you you lose that power source you lose all existence at that point how is that going to affect how you play this character and the game going forward that sort of also ties in with Tao's motivations to be the number one like virtual idol, basically top VTuber, trying to get a lot of fans, get a lot of those links with people in order to grow in power and uh, sustain themselves. All right, we talked a little bit about sort of the influences from media that shaped Tao, but what is Tao's homeworld actually like? What's been going on recently? Tao's homeworld, uh, as I said, Tao is inspired by the Caligula effect and by Tokyo Mirage Sessions. So uh, Tao's homeworld is basically those two worlds mashed together, everything that happens in those. As in Tokyo Mirage Sessions, you have people trying to steal the energy of fans that uh, performers can gather. And as Caligula effect, you have people trapping those fans in order to harvest their energy from the matrix basically and both of those events tie into tao's backstory in uh in some ways and sort of make them wary of people trying to abuse that relationship between uh fan and performer those are all recent past for tao's world as of current day it's basically just modern world <laughs> um 2022 in tao's home world and they're trying to build up a following online and uh put out some collabs with other vocaloids things like that so as an artificial creation obviously somebody had to have made tao who is tao's creator tao's creator is a Vocaloid producer known as Hanabi P, or Fireworks producer, which ties into Tao being a fire dragon. He was a teenager in high school who basically wrote this homebrew Vocaloid to have his own um, creation to put out into the world instead of just buying one of the big popular mass-produced ones. And he was also a victim of bullying in school, and so a lot of 
Tao's initial and most popular songs are very sad and very angry songs because Tao was also a way for him to sort of vent those feelings of sadness and anger at the people bullying him. So what was going on with your character right before the start of the game? So right before the start of the game, Tao had just finished uh, recording a new single and probably just uploaded it and was taking a well-earned break from singing for the day. Uh, when, as far as Tao knows, someone else started up the program for the first time, and they went to introduce themselves, and have now found themselves cut off from their original world. We talked a little bit about other characters, like uh, Tao's creator, but is, are there any other characters that Tao associates with in their world? There is a bit of a community of Vocaloids in Tao's world, because... Most of them are programmed by the same couple big companies, but they're all given form and given sentience by the power of the people creating music with them and the fans listening to it. So there is definitely a community of those Vocaloids. And as well, Tao has something of a relationship with everyone that uh, uses them to create music, some more so than others. The majority of them simply think they're a program that has some very clippy-esque suggestions at times that maybe seem a bit too uh, too realistic to just be a program's auto-suggest, but uh, generally they're not super open with humanity about being alive and sentient, but does have more of a relationship with other digital beings. Do they have a rival with another Vocaloid? Yes, they do have a rivalry with Mew, uh, as I mentioned, the villain of the first Caligula effect, who is basically the Hatsune Miku. <laughs> she is the number one Vocaloid. She is the one everyone thinks about, and... Tao definitely has a bit of a rivalry with her, and uh, also very much disagrees with everything that she did during the course of that video game. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well now that we know a little bit about Tao's relationships in their homeworld, how about the party? How do you think Tao will respond to the other characters? So far, this is just after the first uh, the first session that we've had, so... Tao has only met with Smog, who seems to revere them as a god of some sort. So Tao is basically all in, like, yes, another fan. Great, good to have you. There are there are definitely some interesting connections I can see with other characters. I, I feel like Tao is going to relate to Athenos somewhat on the idea of needing to do like great works in order for worshipers to to worship you and give you power very uh thematically connected and probably not like geyser as much in the same way as geysers like hey trick people into playing your games so you can make them hate you and steal their energy like that <laughs> A theory I, I believe we've 
talked a bit about how Asiri is like a siren, another singer, which will be great to to talk shop with another musician. Pony, I'm really not sure how Tao and Pony are going to connect, but that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, it makes sense that you thought um, Athenos might be a very close connection because you are actually playing the same playbook. This is true. It'll be interesting to compare uh, what moves you have and how that might define the characters differently as we move along. Right. I know Athenos has already taken the ultimate form move uh, from the memory playbook, which makes sense because he's, you know, god that can grow up to 2,000 feet tall and do enormous feats of power and all those things. They've laid some breadcrumbs for Tao, possibly getting an ultimate form that's more turning into a full dragon. I don't think they're quite there yet. That'll be interesting to compare our paths going through the playbook. What would you say is one of the more impactful moments in your character's backstory that really shaped their worldview? The first time that they really uh, caught on to how heavily uh, Hanabi was being bullied and realizing that the thing that they wanted to do most in this world was to help Hanabi, help him feel better. And that really grew into wanting to help everyone really help all their fans and all their creators as a a musical entity uh, and you sort of touched on that a little bit earlier with um their earliest songs being sort of angry and sad what what genres do they mostly frequent when people write for them or is that do they have any sway in that they do have a bit of sway i think they definitely lean more into the metal and metal, hard rock, some ballads, but not as many of those. Definitely on the heavier side of things. As sort of a virtual being, how do they manifest? How do they stay around? Do they have to eat? Do they sustain themselves just on fans? Do they need electricity? Yeah, so they really just sustain themselves off of the, the energy of their fans. They don't need to eat or recharge with electricity necessarily, but after like a certain threshold of popularity, they gain sentience effectively. They continue to grow in power as their popularity increases. Is there anything about Tao that you haven't told anybody yet? Aside from Dan as the GM, as we talked through the backstory a lot, I don't think I've told anyone else that Tao plans to get enough power to create a new world. Definitely haven't told anyone that in game. They want to create basically a paradise, and they can only do that if they have power from being number one, from having so many fans that they can uh, manifest that much power. What does that paradise look like? Honestly, I don't think that Tao even knows firmly what that paradise looks like. Uh, They just want to create a place where people can go to relax, get away from the stresses of the real world, and enjoy themselves for a bit. That is in response to the way their creator was treated. Also, sort of in response to 
the Caligula effect where people are trapped in that paradise matrix because if uh, if you start letting people go, then you're not draining power from them to keep the world going. The idea of wanting to do that but do it right without having to trap people is going to need a whole lot more fans, a whole lot more energy, and it's going to be a lot harder. The the conversation on like the needing of energy, of, of course, you know that's how your playbook operates. That's how this character's world operates. Do they feel guilty? Because it almost sounds to me like like almost a parasitic relationship at some points. Is there any guilt or hesitation in what they do? No, I don't think that they feel like it is that parasitic, although that may be something that we explore as we get further into the campaign. But they simply see it as these people like my music, so I'm going to keep putting out music that more people like to get more of that power. And yeah, they don't really see it as manipulative or parasitic in that way way they just see it as how how it works how the world works is going to be a, a fun character for us to interact with as we go forward hopefully we get a lot more uh scope into what their decision making process is so why don't we hop into our resolution phase where zach gets to tell us one thing that nobody else gets to comment on all right well uh i guess i'll say listen to vocaloid music it's very good uh also uh you can find me on twitter at zach defense this has been Resolve, an after-play show. You can find us online at most social media sites at Resolve AP. Except Instagram, which is at Resolve After Play. Thank you so much, for everyone, for joining us today. You can buy the game we're playing, Interstitial, Our Hearts Intertwined, from its creator, Riley Hopkins, at linksmithgames.com. Links will be in the description for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. We end our turn here, so now it's your turn. Tell us about the character you're playing in your game. 